Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hyperconscious Podcast. Alan, what is Hyperconscious? Once you understand why something is the way that it is, now you have the power to change it. Great conversations with great people and great questions are the keys to the kingdom of unlocking your consciousness. Every single action that you do starts as a thought. When you control the way you think, you will control the way you act, and you will control the way you live. That is hyper-conscious. Geographically? Geographically. Geographically. This is cool. So I would say make sure that pretty face is shown. Yes, true. They're going to want to see that thing. They're going to want to see that thing, Alan. That face. You good? Ready? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that we are in a hotel. We were at an event last night. We were lucky enough to meet and sit down with Dave Meltzer, pick his brain, ask some questions. For hours. For hours. It was next level. Um, we are going to do an episode today, a Small Talks episode on love. And we hope you enjoyed our latest episode, which is actually on Dave Meltzer crazy how thoughts become things. I know, right? So, as Alan pulls up the definition of love, um, I have set the intention in this episode to try to go as deep as I can and try to be as vulnerable as I can when it comes to love, give my thoughts on it, and I want you guys, if you're listening, to be able to walk away after this episode more clear than you were when you entered. That is my intention. That is the intention I have set. Alan and I were just talking about that, and uh, I don't know if I've ever been in love, so I I think I'm gonna try to go deep. Interesting. Yeah. Love it. So He loves it. I love it. Ugh. There's 14 definitions. This is the <laughs> most. So on dictionary.com. Let's not do anything too official here. Right. This is the most definitions. It's interesting because there's 14 definitions, so obviously people are unclear yeah. on what love is. And I think that the intention that I've set is, is figuring out what love means to you and I guess the level of love in your life regarding your friends, your family, and intimately. So, the first definition on here is a profoundly tender, passionate affection for another person. It's a good one. A feeling of warm personal attachment or deep affection, as for a parent, child, or friend. Number three is sexual passion or desire. Number four is a person toward whom love is felt, beloved person, sweetheart. Hmm, A love affair, an intensely amorous incident, Ammer, that's a word I don't understand. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> let's see, what else we got here? Okay, here we go. Strong predilection, enthusiasm, or liking for something. So, like, I love that movie. Yeah. Right? Um, the benevolent affection of God for his creatures or the reverent affection due to them from God. So that's more of like a spiritual love. So there's a lot of different definitions of love, and I think the key to this episode is going to be Figuring out what love means to you in each category regarding 
love for your friends, love for your family, love for your colleagues, and then most importantly, love for your intimate partner. I think that that maybe that's why I don't know if I've ever been in love because I don't know. So if you know me, you know my backstory. You you know you know you've heard me talk about my relationships. You've heard me talk about my insecurities, and I feel like for a long time when it came to love, I would just love whoever it was in my life. Like I never knew. Wow, I love my friends. I love you. I love Matt. Like I love my friends. You know that I would do anything. There's not a fucking thing in the earth that I wouldn't do my, for my friends. Mm, for sure. And it's love. Like it's 100 percent love. You and I had a moment last night where we were both crying because we were oh. both we were talking about deep shit. <laughs> yeah, that was. And it's because we have love for each other, right? Right. So and, much. Yeah, and I think that by nature, when somebody comes into my life, so a female, by nature, I'm the kind of person who. I try to just show love, no matter what. It, that's it's hard for me to like pump the brakes. Like that's just who I am. I'm a loving mm. person, so I think that I don't know if I've ever been in love as opposed to loving somebody. Right. You know what I mean. And I think for a long time I got those things confused. I think I thought if you were my significant other, if you were my girlfriend, I loved you. But like I love my friends, and I don't know if it was the same thing. That's how I feel. That's why when I say I don't know if I've ever been truly in love, it's because I don't I don't know. I don't know if I had defined love correctly or being in love with a partner correctly. Interesting. Yeah. The thing is, is like levels. Yeah. So when you say you're not sure that you've ever been in love, do you think that that means you have you aren't? Like that's the thing. Like how I do think we so. how do we define something that we've never defined? Like I how do, how do we know whether or not we've been in love when we've never really contemplated what that even means to us? It's hard for me cuz my association with love if 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 you I know, man. Right. I know. This is going to be a good one. If you have how do you know you love somebody? That's the greatest question ever. I can quote you some stuff. <laughs> no, I want <laughs> right? to like, know from you. Exactly. How do you know you love somebody? Because it's like, well, I don't ever want to be apart. Or like, when I'm, when I'm not with them, I miss them. Okay. I think there are different Deeper. forms of love. Yeah, so I, I refer to something that I refer to as companionative love. And I think that companion... Th- I think there's a bunch of different forms of love... So there's a great TED talk about the addiction of love. And a lot of people will talk about loving someone versus being in love with them. And I think that's a good place to start. Being in love with someone is biochemical. What I mean by that is when you're intimate with someone, your brain... I, I have two books in particular that I've read. One is called The Female Brain and one is called The Male Brain. And by, they're by the same author. I'm forgetting her name at the moment. Um, but when two people, a man and a woman, come together and they are intimate, they have sex, the brain releases a bunch of different chemicals that I think when people say I'm in love with this person, I think that that is a result of the biochemical shifts in their brain, like serotonin, oxytocin, um, testosterone, estrogen, all these different... Go ahead. Luan... Yes. Dr. Luan... Yep. Brizendine? Dr. Luann Brizendine. Uh, shout out to Gina Rofo, one of my good friends in college. She, actually, it's Gina DeSantis now. Uh, she just got married. That was the wedding I was at. She recommended those two books because I was trying to understand um, the feminine energy 
and I wanted to understand the differences between the male and the female brain because I think a lot of times we're trying to make apples and oranges the same thing. Yeah. Right? But when it comes to being in love versus loving someone, I think there's two forms. So one is being in love, which I think is a result of being intimate. And that's the thing. Like, the love we have for each other is what I would consider companionative love. Mm -hmm. In other words, being on a team with someone who you overcome adversity and grow together over time. Like, the Marines will talk about this. The military, they'll talk about this. Like, the brotherly love that you have when you're going through adversity and hard times together, and and more importantly, overcoming challenges together. Like, you and I have overcome unbelievable adversity toward the attainment of something that you and I both desire for a greater purpose. Like, that, to me... The compound effect over time of companionative love is the deepest form of love. Um, whereas being in love with someone, I think, is a, the result of intimate biochemical shifts of passion. But if you're intimate with someone over the long term, imagine if you combine those two. I think that's the greatest form of love you can have. That's what. So before the episode, I said like one of the things I want to talk about is. If you, I think the the best way to go about this is if you're listening and you think you're in love or you feel love towards somebody, I don't think it's our place to define love for you. I think right. it's it's your place to define love, and only you know what love means to you. Only knew only you know what love feels like, and I think that's good. I think that's the way it should be because everybody expresses and feels and receives love differently. So, but I think what I wanted to bring is. Don't let the law of familiarity creep in mm. because you and I have that that companionative love, but we spend so much time together that it's like right. sometimes it's like if Alan's late or if if something happens, it's like I, I know inside I'm like I'm not patient about it. I'm frustrated, and it's like That's you not can't. Bad. <laughs> well, no, I'm not even talking about that. But yeah. <laughs> I was um, late yesterday, just so everyone yeah, knows. Yeah, on the way on, on the, the way to the event. On the way to the event. Um, but we we got there. Everything everything worked out. Oh yeah, um, and then some. Couldn't have gone better. Could not have gone better. I think that. I think that it's important if you're listening to this and you feel like you love somebody, that you let them know that and you don't forget. You don't forget how that felt in the beginning, because every single person walking this earth is guilty of taking something for granted. For sure, or someone, someone, something, and and. Whether it's a loved one, this is something I've been trying to set the intention to do more, spend time with my family. My grandmother's getting old, and she's not going to be here forever, and I know that. And it's, it's like, in the moment, you can have a thousand excuses of why you're not going down to see them. Right. Right? And it's like, that, those excuses mean shit when you, when you don't get to see that person anymore. Yeah. So, whatever that love is, if, you have a, if you're in love with somebody, you have a boyfriend, a girlfriend, um, you're in a marriage, whatever it is... Remember why you're there in the first place. Remember the good things that make you love that person. Remember the times that are nostalgic for you. Remember the cute things that that person did for you. Or, you know, I'll say, like, give me five things that you love about that person. Like, give me five things that you love about the person you're with. If you don't have five things, then maybe it's time to start, you know, questioning that. Or start focusing on them more. True. Because if you you can't rattle off five things quickly, maybe it's because you haven't yeah. Focused on it much. Yeah. Whereas if you were journaling about the things you love about that person recently, you'd be able to come up with them quicker. That's a great point. Right. So it's not necessarily that there aren't great things. It's maybe you haven't been looking for them or you've forgotten to look for yeah. them. There's always something bad available. 
And if you're looking for what's bad about another person, it's going to change the way you feel about that person. Therefore, it's going to change the way you treat that person. Therefore, it's going to change the relationship. And it's like, if you're trying to proactively look for what you love about another person, you're going to feel better about that person and then you're going to treat them better and then they're going to, those parts of them are going to show up more. You know? You it's get what huge. You, you get what you look for. Yeah, you get what you look for. I also want to make this about you if you're listening. Like, what do you, what do you love about yourself? Hmm. Not like, what do I like about myself? What do I accept? Like, what do you fucking love about yourself? Let's do that. What do you love about yourself? Oh, man. I'm the man. Fuck yeah. No, no. Um, <laughs> I love the fact that I can make anybody anybody laugh. Right. I love the fact that I, I, I just love who I am as a, like, I'm very proud of the man that I've become in regards to the fact that, like, if I was to leave this earth tomorrow, I would, I have touched people. Like, right. I do, that means the world to me. That means the world to me when my clients reach out. Um, that means the world to me when my family says they're proud of me. Like, I do. I didn't always think I was going to be this person. I told you, I thought I was going to be a loser for a long, long time. I thought I was going to be a loser. Mm. So I'm just proud of the person. I love the person that I've become. Of course, I have flaws. Of course, I have, you know, things that I'm working on. Um, but I, so Alan will know, I literally Snapchatted a kid that I used to work with. Shout out to Ray Ray. Because Ray we're Ray. in a hotel in New Jersey right now. This used to be my life. Right. And I had all the feels yesterday. I was super overwhelmed, super anxious. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and Ray was like, yo, man, I'm proud of you, like, for chasing your thing and you being in a hotel room for a different reason and you, and it's like, a year, two years ago, I wasn't this person, I wasn't capable of this stuff. So I love, I love who I am now, I love the journey I'm on, I love you, I, dude, I just, I'm filled with it, man. Love you what too, about brother. you? What about you? What do I love yeah. about you? No, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can, you know, that, that might take the rest of the episode. <laughs> right. No, what do, you, what do you love about you? Hmm. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um I I definitely love my mind. I think it's very special. I really do. It, it makes is. me very happy. You are one of the most intelligent people I've ever met in my Appreciate entire life. You, man. And Appreciate I you. I'm so lucky and so grateful to and privileged, honestly, to know you on a deeper level than most people ever will. Mm. You know, I'm I'm I don't know. I'm unbelievably we were talking about it yesterday. You're unbelievably intelligent. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, speaking of love, lo my love language, <laughs> my second love language is words of affirmation after physical touch. Yeah, I'm not none of that. With, I'm not messing yeah. with the first one. <laughs> what else? Um, do I love about me? Yeah. Um, I think that <clears throat> I I love my ability to help people <clears throat> with their life. I had one of my clients reach out today, um, this morning actually, about love. And her relationship. And I love that people are coming to me for more than just fitness. Um, I love my desire to help other people. I love my my insane curiosity to know fucking everything. Yeah. I, I just, I want to know everything. And I love that because I think that can serve everyone. Hell yeah. yeah. So if you're listening to this, that's what I want to know. I want to know... What do you love about yourself? Because we're always picking apart the shit that we don't like. Right. And we're always trying to change the things that we don't like. And I think that's great. That is good. I think that's great. But it's a lot easier to change the things that you don't like if you also right. understand and you're able to comprehend what you love about yourself. Yeah. You can't always 
a very good uh, Terrence McMahon quote. You, what is it? You can't always be taking a beating, or you can't. Oh yeah, what did he say to you? Something <laughs> you, like that. you need a win. Yeah, you, you need can't a win eventually. Just be, be taking a beating. Yeah. yeah. So I think a lot of people, if you're hard on yourself like we are, it's important to also be. Just be loving, balanced. Yeah, yeah. And you, I, we're not always that way. You and I are very like hardcore when it comes to you know deal with it. But right, I think that if you're listening to this, figure out figure out what you love about yourself. Figure out what you love about your life. Figure out what you love about the part your partner. Right. Just find as many things as you love, or find as many things that you love as you can, and then spend time with those things and mm-hmm. enjoy those things. And chase those things, and do more of those things, and surround yourself with those things. Right. I think that, and choose goals that will force you to be surrounded by those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love love. Me too, I man. Love love. See, it's always different. Like we never know where these episodes are gonna go. So just to to bring it back to, <clears throat> there's two types of love, really three, and and the third one is the combination. I think of the first two, and this is just my opinion, by the way. I don't want to pretend to be an expert in love. I'm not. Right. But I do. I have been in love. I am. Uh, in love, in my friendships, my family, for sure, and and um, intimately. And it's like, I feel like I've experienced a lot of the different forms. And the three forms that I think, and, and f- for you out there, figure out which form you're in with each relationship. And then, because un- if you understand where you are and where you want to go, you're more likely to get there. So, like, the first form is companionative love in other words going through adversity as a team toward betterment and growth so these are like your friends your family dream the shit team you've members. gone through together dream team members mentors mentees clients companionative love picture going to war with someone and and coming out on the other side better human beings right okay these are the people that are in the trenches with you there's another form of love if you're intimate and passionate and lust like you are unbelievably sexually drawn to this other person and you, you're intimate with them. The biochemical, the biochemical creation of love, quite literally, you could like take a scan of someone before they were intimate and then after they were in- intimate and there, there would be huge biochemical shifts in both the male and the female brain before and after. As a matter of fact, that TED Talk I referred to, um, the parts of the brain that cocaine and amphetamines stimulate is also stimulated by love that's why it's so addictive right. if you're out there by the way and you're you miss someone every time one of my clients is very deeply in love and i'm so so proud of you and you know who i'm talking about um if you're listening i'm so proud of her but every time her person leaves her she struggles a lot because there's a withdrawal there's an actual scientific biochemical withdrawal when you're no longer with that person you know, and you have to be at least aware of it to understand, like, okay, I'm longing for this other person. That probably means I'm in love to some extent, right? And the biochemical shifts that I'm referring to, there's an actual biochemical withdrawal. Just like if you were to get addicted to coffee, when you don't have coffee, you're going to have withdrawal symptoms. Right. That's an actual thing. There's a TED Talk on it that I will find um, that we can link in the bio. Sure. But, okay, so you've got companionative love, then you've got the biochemical intimate love, and I think the best form of love is the combination of those two. A lot of times you'll see relationships that are short that are very passionate, or you'll see them that are long that have lost some passion. Imagine if you could have both. I think that's what everyone should strive for, and this is just my opinion again, but personally what I strive for, I'll give you an example. So Jenny and I are very close. And we've been going to the gym together, and we're close friends right now. 
um, and we were together for a year and a half. But I told you yesterday, I've known her since she was 16 years old. Um, So she was my first real relationship, real love. And so her and I, I feel very, very strong companionative love with her because I've known her since she was 16 years old. I know her family. She knows my family. We know the struggle that each other have grown through and we've grown together, you know, and we've grown apart and then we've regrown together. And so to me, the combination of the biochemical intimate love plus the companionative love over time is the ultimate form of love. And this is just my articulation of what I believe. I'm not an expert, but I think that's that's the hardest thing in the world to attain and sustain, but I think it's the best thing in the world, too. The hardest things, the most rare jewels are the ones that are worth the most, and that's the reason why, because what's rare is what's valuable. Right. Um, so, ladies and gents, Alan and I are very grateful for you, and honestly, that's why one of the reasons when somebody shares something, like an episode, I always say nothing but love, because right. I have nothing but love for you guys. I appreciate you guys more than you know. Um Without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do this. Right. We would just be sitting in a hotel talking to each other, <laughs> which we do anyway, but right. but we are lucky enough to uh, get the opportunity to impact people, and it's awesome. You know, you guys are telling your friends about us, and share. It's, it's awesome. It's I just, I love life right now. There Obviously, there's struggles, yeah. for sure, <laughs> but I love life. I love my job. I said that the other day. Like, I was editing video and audio, and it's just awesome. It's It's awesome that this is our reality, and... I love my life. I love you, Alan. I love the listeners. I appreciate the hell out of you guys. And uh, we're actually going to record another episode right now. What are we recording it on, Alan? Effective communication. Yes. Which I think is one of the most important, if not the most important thing when it comes to sustaining love. So they're very connected. Um, One thing I do want to say very quickly is Kevin and I, Kevin mentioned earlier on this episode that we were crying last night. And I'm glad we went into what we love about ourselves and that to, to try to focus on what you love about other people. Remember, if you're out there right now and you're in a relationship, whether it's a friendship, a family member, or an intimate relationship, like what you fell in love with at first might have been super endearing and awesome and cute and funny, and now maybe it's annoying you. Try to go back. Tony Robbins says this, if you do what you did in the beginning, there won't be an end. And I'm as guilty of this as anybody, like taking people for granted when you shouldn't have sucks. You're never going to regret loving someone too much. I don't think you ever will. Yeah, maybe you get hurt, okay? And I, Maybe you're out there and you're like, well, I have regretted when I loved someone too much. Do you really, though? Aren't you glad that you loved? It's better to have loved and lost than to not love at all. Here's the thing. Love is risky as fuck. Because when you get your heart broken, it hurts. But what's the alternative to just not? To not experience that? One of my clients, the one that fell in love, and I would argue this client fell in love intimately for the first time in her life. Like, there's a lot of risk to what she's doing. And fortunately, I can help her and coach her on all the mistakes that I've made so that she doesn't have to make them. But like... There's still risk of, of losing course. this. Of course. But the things that are risky are the things that are worth it. Right. And that's why... And you can't have one without the other. No. No. That's without without risk, or with great risk comes great reward. Right. And I think that you have to make sure that the person that you're risking it for, risking it with, is worth it. 
And I think that's where some people go wrong. And try to focus on the long term. Like, like whenever I'm in a tough spot, I called you the other night. Um, well, I, when I was sleeping. Yeah, right. <clears throat> it was like midnight and I was having a hard time. And I remember when you didn't pick up. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Me too, I remember. I was just alone. No. Um, but I was just thinking to myself, like, this is the downside of the great. You can't have one without the right? other. You You can't be in love and not have like the downside of that which is missing them and challenges and you know when you're that in love with somebody and it doesn't go well it hurts more yeah than if you didn't care right i think it's just important to take the lessons from it yeah exactly and i think that's where a lot of people don't and you're going to take the lessons because you care whereas if you stay you know at that flat line of not well i'm not going to fall in love because it's too risky you're not going to take as many lessons lessons away from life because if it doesn't sting it doesn't stick Mm knowledge without emotion doesn't stick you know and if you're out there right now and you have a traumatic moment i guarantee you you can remember that memory vividly that's how it works so if you take the risk you fall in love and then you have the the downside of that which is making mistakes failing forward and then having the heart ache associated with that you're going to learn more so that's that's the last so this wasn't a give. small talk so this was a medium talk yeah this um, is <laughs> my bad ladies and gentlemen <laughs> also friendly reminder head over to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com we actually have so the hyperconsciouspodcast.com slash free we have a new yes. uh free behind the scenes video we did a course on building confidence five ways to build confidence right now and then alan threw in a bonus number six way ah uh, so head on over to the website to check that out hyperconsciouspodcast.com slash free. We are going to record our episode on effective communication, and then we're going to get out of this hotel room and drive four hours home. That's true. We hope you enjoyed, and we will talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to another episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. Going hyperconscious will absolutely change your life because if you understand why something is the way it is, now you have the power to change it. If you going hyperconscious with us has changed your life in any way, please share this episode with one of your friends because the more people that go hyperconscious, the better this world's going to be for everybody. And if you would kindly leave us a five-star review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyperconscious and we would be greatly appreciative. Thank you. Bye. Bye.